Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Welcome, everyone, back to the Brave Parenting Podcast. This is Worldview Wednesday. Hello, Chelsea. Good morning, Kelly. Hello. How are you doing today? We are good. We are good here in Texas. It's hot and summer, and we're just rolling right in it. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, I'm excited. Today, we have some headlines to share with you. We're going to talk about how these headlines can potentially affect your worldview, how you can discuss headlines like this with your children and just everyday conversations. These are podcasts that you can listen to with your kids and have conversations with as well if we have any headlines. And I have a little, I have one today that's a little bit, mm, it's at the end. You may want to not have your children listen to it, maybe decide, maybe older kids would be fine. But overall, we'll give you a, um, a briefing first if there is a headline that you may want to uh, listen on your own. So with that said, Chelsea, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the first headline? All right. This is coming from Yahoo Insider. TikToker says he severed a major artery and almost died while making a video about how to open a coconut because he was too focused on, quote, looking good. Oof. Yes. So TikToker Gray Atkinson said he nearly died making a video about how to open a coconut, severed a major artery. Um, Atkinson said, that post-accident, his first thought was to call his mom using the Siri voice assist, but Siri didn't hear him. So then he course-corrected and had Siri call 911 instead. Atkinson's experience isn't the first reported case of social media usage contributing to real-life accidents and injuries. People have accidentally died trying to mm. capture selfies or while participating in online challenges. And in a 2021 study, and I didn't click on Excuse me, I didn't click on the link to actually look at the 2021 study, but this study suggested a correlation between social media usage and search and rescue operations in U.S. national parks. Um, wow. This is, yeah, that, this is a quote from the study. It says, social media may be associated with SAR instance, search and rescue operations, via user, users motivating others to obtain photos or videos through risky or dangerous means. Yeah, I've seen what that. What do you think about that? I've seen that trend over the past several years of just always kind of keeping my eye and the pulse on what's going on with social media in the world. Uh-huh. I have seen yeah. this as a regular trend of people doing daring poses. Or I read an article, I didn't include this, but one that I had found was um, a teacher. I don't believe, I believe she, maybe it was Australia. On her bucket list was a place she had found on TikTok. And in hiking this mountain in order to find this hidden lake, beautiful lake or something, she fell to her death um, oh my while looking for this place on TikTok that she had seen that she wanted to go to. So this is common, sadly. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with this? Like, how do we talk about this with our kids? Do I mean, because this TikTok, all, lots of kids have it. Um, lots of kids are making their own content. Um, yeah. I mean, what do we say to our kids about this? Like, I'm thinking how I would casually drop this in like my day-to-day conversation with my kids. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I read this today about a TikToker, you know, mm-hmm. who did these things. And then talk about the dangers of self-promotion when you're focused on yourself in that promotion and not on the your surroundings. Right. Um, or the, you know, I, the things that are going on. I think that's a good point. I think I would ask the question of what do you, you know, how far do you think that you would go? Yeah, if, that's a good question. How far do you think that you would go if you were trying a trend or you were looking for a spot? Obviously, your kids, you know, most of our kids can't do this without us. They can't just travel mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. But how far do you think that you would go? And asking that question, uh, how important is it to you to see the things and do the things that you're seeing online. Because it's not just TikTok. You could find this on YouTube just as equally. And again, even if your kids don't have TikTok, a lot of times TikTok videos are shared on other social media platforms. And let's be real, if your kids have any sort of internet access, just going to the TikTok website enables you 
if you don't have the TikTok app on their phone or if you don't allow that, these videos can still very easily be accessed. So kids are seeing these sort of trends. I didn't realize that about TikTok, that you could still access its content without being a, having an account. Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, not only can you access TikTok without an account. So if you just have a smartphone and you download the app TikTok, most uh -huh. social media platforms, you have to create an account before you see a single thing. TikTok is not like that. You can download the app and immediately they generate an algorithm of the most popular things on TikTok for you. You can continue to view TikTok without ever giving them your name, even though, of course, they're, wow. they're still taking data off of Great. your phone. A lot of data, a lot of sources mm -hmm. will say that China, the China-based company is taking. But yes, not only you can, can you get it on your smartphone app without an account, you can just go to the website TikTok and also view these things and search the trends and, and see it. Wow. So then how do you, what do you think? Like, how do we approach this as then like Christian parents? Cause we talked about like how parents would maybe talk about this with like, you know, kids, but how do we look at this specifically with a biblical worldview? Mm -hmm. You know, I personally immediately go to, and this is one that we're always, it's sort of like your, our go-to verse when you're thinking about biblical worldview. First John 2, 15, 16, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone yeah. loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, right? That is not from the Father, but that is from the world. So that's an easy one to go to. But granted, we can become like broken records. But the reality is, is what does this world have to offer? I think that's Psalm 73 too. What do I have in this world? You know, other that's permanent other than, than Christ. Yeah. And when that can become a part of our daily outlook and view. Yeah, some of this stuff might seem appealing, but mm -hmm. what does attaining it actually get you? Does mm -hmm. having views, is it just that this place is so beautiful and I want to see it? Or when you come to your article and he's just cutting open a, cutting open a coconut, um, that's, that's pretty basic. I mean, <laughs> so mm -hmm. his, I'm thinking about this, this young man, I believe you said it was, he's not necessarily saying, hey, I'm doing something that no one in the world has done. I mean, he's just opening a coconut. But the fact that he was doing it for TikTok just makes, it, makes you realize that he's doing it for a platform. I'm going to do something yeah. basic in a way that people will want to watch me and I'm going to yeah. gain followers. It's, some people may just do it for altruistic reasons, but when it comes to young people today, I don't mean to completely stereotype, but so many of them are doing this just for the followers, just for the likes. Yeah. I was thinking of that verse in Proverbs that says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Mm. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about this young man. I, I, he looked in the picture that he was a little bit older, but he still lives with his mom. But I know a lot of, um, you know, kids who could leave their parents, they're still living with their parents. But that proverb has has been a massive filter in what we allow our kids to do online. This is what the Lord says about your current condition as a child. I, I'm sorry if you don't like it, but foolishness is bound up in your heart. Because mm -hmm. obviously, like what you just said, he was doing something that is pretty basic, probably could get the instructions somewhere else. But his intent wasn't really to actually show people how to open a coconut. He would, wanted people to think he looked good. That's what his intent was, intent. Mm -hmm. was to be like, man, this is a really good looking guy who's cutting open a coconut. I wonder what other videos he has. It was all about him. And that, that is foolishness to be thought as mm -hmm. it like if we claim we're Christians, but then our intent to do anything is about ourselves and how we look. And it's not about what pleases the Lord. It's not about how I'm loving the other person next to me or serving in my community. This was all about himself. Right. And that's just, that's not okay as Christians. Yeah, it's really challenging because our kids see this and they think he's just making a video about opening a coconut and it's pretty innocent. Yeah, I mean, it's but not... there's some nuances there, aren't mm -hmm. there? So that it does make it difficult, but I definitely think this is an important conversation to regularly have with our kids. I remember many years ago when one of my children were probably a senior in high school, they were very panicked because I, I have not established my platform and brand yet. 
And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what, yeah. what does, what does that even mean? And yeah. to that, to that child at that age, because everybody was sort of having their own brand and having yeah. their, who are you on social media sort of aspect. And at this point in time, this child didn't have a lot of social media. Now, I would say, you know, three years later, it's very different. The outlook on what's important mm-hmm. in life is very, very different. Now it's not so much, I need to create a platform or a brand. It's, I need to really get a career, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. really working on different yeah. things like that. And so I think that's, we have to realize that young people, especially high schoolers, see these trends and when they're not in a career and they really, they do have extra time on their hands. This is something they may desire. And it may not be the, the worst, but these conversations of there are a lot of dangers of even mm-hmm. just cutting open coconuts, let's be real, <laughs> that yeah. we always yeah. need to be mindful of. Um, because yeah. again, where the, his mind was, was not on the coconut. It was about looking good, being funny Absolutely. or whatever that looks like. And so that's, I think, where we can also focus on is we always still need to be conscious of safety, Absolutely. which is Absolutely. a basic parenting tip, not even a biblical worldview. <laughs> Mm, All right. Okay. (laughs) So moving on from there, this is, we're going to tie right in together on these. My headline is uh, from the BBC News. This was posted on August 15th, 2022. And it's Tom Holland, Spider-Man actor, steps back from, quote, overwhelming social media. So Holland, age 26, is the latest young star following the likes of Selena Gomez to discuss how sites like Twitter and Instagram can have harmful effects. Many fans are applauding him for it online, with some calling it a, quote, smart move. In a video posted online, Tom Holland said, quote, I find Instagram and Twitter to be overstimulating and overwhelming. I get caught up in a, and I spiral when I read things about me online, and ultimately, it's very detrimental to my mental health. So I decided to take a step back and delete the app. So I think this mm-hmm. is, this is good. I like this headline. So mm-hmm. what's interesting is I really only have Facebook, but I remember when the Spider-Man movie came out, I, I remember thinking, why is Tom Holland? Like, I don't follow celebrities or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like a constant suggested thing I remember seeing on Facebook. And I thought, why? He's just, this kid is all over social media. And I thought, oh, there's capitalizing. He probably has like a social media manager. And the fact that he's like dating Zendaya, the other um, actress mm-hmm. in the show, they really just capitalize on this and just pushing, you know, content out or content media manager or whatever, social media manager. So when I first read this, I thought to myself, it's interesting because I do think that, yeah, well, as adults at least, or maybe kids think this way too that these celebrities have social media managers who do all this for them. Mm-hmm. But this goes to show that, yes, they're, they're average people like you and I. They've got smartphones. They have their social mm-hmm. media accounts. And they can access it just as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, research has already shown and shows the, the corollary um, to social media and the correlation between depression, um, anxiety, just basic mental health issues along with increased social media use. We've already, we've seen this for years. So I think it's great and it's really helpful when celebrities who teens and kids really love and look up to can come forward and say, hey, I'm taking a step back. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how everybody else is doing it, but this is what I need to do. And so when I think this is a great way to have a conversation with kids, but when we apply this to our biblical worldview, I immediately thought of Haggai, which in my master's classes, I am in the prophets. And so I've just finished writing a paper on Haggai. So, but I immediately thought of Haggai 1, 5 and Haggai 1, 7, when Yahweh says to his people, consider your ways, like Mm -hmm. look at what you're doing and how you're spending your time. I've asked Mm -hmm. you to rebuild the temple. Mm -hmm. I've asked you this and I've told you I would equip you. I told you I'm here with you but yet you're just going about your own ways, doing your own things. And he implores them, consider your ways. And I think that's mm-hmm. just so important for us as Christian Americans with all of this 
ease of living. We really do have a pretty easy life. We're very prosperous in our country, and it's just really simple for us to just go about it and just keep doing what feels good. And this is promoting discernment. This is like pausing and saying to consider, what am I doing that's either more sanctification for myself? Is it bettering myself? Is it healthy what I'm doing? That sort of pause. What do you think, Chelsea? I think, listen, I really, I like, I agree with you. I like this, this headline. I was thinking as you were talking about the thought life, so Tom Holland is expressing his, um, his concern over his mental health, how he says he spirals out. Well, that's, that's relatable, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not, like Carl Truman says, I'm not sanctified enough. He says he's not sanctified enough to have any social, social media, media yeah. platform and, and that's it, you know? But it's true. I mean, we have seen a direct correlation between, um, you know, mental health and, and the rise of social media. That's that's an un, we can't we can't neglect that you know correlation anymore. But the question I would ask my kids is, does the Bible say anything about God's care for our thought life? You know, and I would I would ask them, do you, do you know anything about your thought life in the Bible and and what God says about it? Um, because I'm thinking of Colossians chapter three, verses one and two, you know, think on things that are above, mm-hmm. think on the heavenly things. And then um, in Philippians, I know we've mentioned that in another podcast, think on things that are noble, pure, pure right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then in Romans 12, one, uh, no longer conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God has God is deeply, deeply concerned with our thought life because it's the inner man. Right. And everything about us outwardly flows from that inner man. And if our inner man is being corroded by social media because it's detrimental to what the world would say, detrimental to mental health, then then stop. You know, if we have the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to say no to sin. And I, I feel like people forget that sometimes when like in Ephesians, when Paul says to that church in Ephesus, I believe it's in Ephesians 4, and he's talking about the put-ons and the put-offs. You know, he says to the man who's thieving, hey, if you've mm-hmm. been a thief your whole life, stop, go get an honest job and, and start working to earn money. Start doing the right things. Well, if you're struggling, if your child is struggling with social media, you're seeing the depression, you're seeing the anxiety, maybe you see it in your own life stop. Mm -hmm. Say no to those desires. Put off that anxiety and put on parts of Christ, right? Yeah. Put on the peace and the contentment and the joy that he has to offer us. Absolutely. I had Colossians Um, 3 written down as well that talks about the what you put on and what you are to put off. And so much of that is is thoughts, exactly what you had said. It's not so much we're actually putting on you know, certain things like physically clothes, it's about what we're focusing on. Yes. And when yeah. social media is the focus, sometimes you just need to take that off for a while. Yeah. I would say like as a family, do it together. You That's know, right. Family fasting, do it together. Do, take, a, take a whole semester off and see how much more fun you guys can have doing things outdoors together or playing game nights, those types of things. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. If you've got the Holy Spirit, it's totally possible. That's right. And I think you can easily start with the day. Like, hey, let's all do this for a day. It's so healthy because we as adults um, can Uh fall just as much into it where you just use your phone instead of communicating. And that can be a really great way for families to reconnect and realize that, oh, yeah, we still like each other. We still like to spend time together. And these phones are getting in the way. The social media gets in the way. and. Um, I think the other question to ask our kids is, do you think that you would ever be willing to take a step back? Like, do you, can you recognize in yourself when social media becomes overwhelming that you could pseudo, you know, publicly say, hey, I'm taking a break. I'm deleting the app. Mm-hmm. You know, can you, yeah. do you think that you could do that? A lot of kids would say no. And I wouldn't shame them or, or do anything like th- that in that regard. And just be like, I think that's a good thing to think about, you know? Because what if I, what if we did it all together? Because sometimes I do feel Mm -hmm. that way, you know, admit Mm -hmm. that maybe it could be beneficial for you as well. But let's just Mm -hmm. be honest, most teenagers would find it very, very difficult to make that sort of public announcement. Yeah, I agree. All right. Okay. Do you want me to take the next one? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. Okay. 
Um, this is uh, coming. This was off of Yahoo, but you can actually find it multiple places as well. I just wanted the full article and I found it on Yahoo. This is actually older. It was published on July 29th, kind of flew under the radar. I don't think a lot of people, um, I don't think a lot of people read this or wanted to know about this because it's not, it's not super popular and you'll, you'll understand why as soon as I read it. NC Courage Defender Jaylene Daniels refuses to play on Pride Night. North Carolina Courage Defender Jaylene Daniels, who previously declined to play for the U.S. national team in a Pride Month jersey, refused to play for her club on Pride Night. This is what the club had to say about it. While we're disappointed with her choice, we respect her right to make that decision for herself. The statement continued. We're excited to celebrate the LGBTQIA community with our fans, players, and staff tonight and look forward to hosting our first ever Pride Festival before kickoff. In 2018, after a year turning down the U.S. women's national team call-up, she said that as a devout Christian, she felt so convicted in my spirit that it wasn't my job to wear the Pride jersey. To the LGBTQ, to the LGBTQ plus fans and fellow players, her message and beliefs were clear. The U.S. women's national team goalkeeper, Ashlyn Harris, called her a homophobic, and intolerant, and then wrote online, you don't belong in a sport that aims to unite and bring people together. Daniels indirectly addressed the criticism in the statement of her own. Quote, I believe everyone, regardless of gender, ethnicity, beliefs, or abilities, is worth of dignity, value, and love, she wrote in part. My beliefs may call me to live differently, but my love runs deep for all, end quote. Mm. So, is this soccer? What do we think about that? This is, yeah. Okay. So the NC Courage is a soccer team. She's a player on the soccer team. Um, obviously, that's where, she's the defender. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she chose, well, here's the thing. So she said, I can't wear the jersey. So they took her off the roster and they said, you're not playing in the game mm-hmm. because she couldn't, she couldn't wear the jersey. So my thoughts on this is when we look at this is, you know, I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news, but I think with my kids, you know, I we have to be realistic. You guys are going to miss opportunities when you stand up for what you believe in. And because the world wants you to capitulate, the world right. wants you to say, yeah, sure, I can wear the jersey, not a problem. And I think we've got to prepare ourselves and prepare our kids to miss out on opportunities when they decide to make, to take that stand to, you know, you know, we talked about in one of the other worldviews, you know, that line that's drawn in the stand, in the sand, excuse me, but to stand on the side of morality and objective truth. Yeah. The world's going to take away options and opportunities from you because the world doesn't, mm-hmm. the world belongs to the prince of the air. The world, you right. know, there's, there's another prince of this world right now. Yeah. I immediately um, just thought of and turned in my Bible here to, Mm-hmm. Um, the verse in James chapter one, because this is this is what this uh, soccer player is doing. Um, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says, and that's what she's and that's what she's doing. And this is not she's never been hateful. She's yeah. li- literally listening to the word and saying, I, "I can't support something that goes so deeply against my convictions about maybe what is a man, what is a woman." What is, um, what is true about marriage and relationships that is so biblical. I mean, it starts in the very mm-hmm. first you know, chapters of Genesis. And mm-hmm. so many Christians, we know what the Word says. We know exactly what a man is, what a woman is, and what the context of relationship and marriage is. But we're not acting on it. We are being friends with the world yeah. so that we aren't called these names. And we're not missing opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is, and I'm not sure where this is. I can't remember in the Bible. But scripture says, um, you know, I believe it's Jesus' own words, you know, acknowledge me before man and I will acknowledge you before the Father. Mm-hmm. And John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if I'm like, you know, shh, let's not talk about Jesus. Let's not talk about the Bible. You know, like we can believe it inside of our closed doors, but let's not talk about it. Jesus is like, okay, well, when I go to the Father, (laughs) and you know, I mean, this is you. You did not acknowledge me. You you hushed up. You were quiet, and that 
uh, to me, that's, that's a convicting verse. I do not, yeah. I do not like to think when I think about my life at the end and going before the father and then being reminded, well, you know, you didn't speak up for my word here, 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 and here. You, you know, hid my name. You disacknowledged me. That to yeah. me is a, a, it's a motivating factor. I have one purpose yeah. here as a Christian. That is to spread the gospel, to make God's glory known, yeah. regardless what it costs me. In this yeah. world, you will have troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. I also think it's really important to keep an internal or uh, eternal perspective in this. Like, yes, the world is going to take away your opportunities. Yes, it is going to, um, it's going to hurt. I can't, I can't deny that it is going to hurt when mm-hmm. you see those opportunities taken. But listen, here's the deal. You miss an opportunity here on the earth in the light of eternity. It is a light and momentary trouble. That's right. It is. It, we've got an eternity of joy and praise and love. And, and I just, I can't even, there's aren't, there aren't words really to put it, to put to it with the Lord forever and eternity and missing a soccer game missing that promotion, missing whatever it is that gets taken away from you here on this earth is absolutely nothing compared to eternity. And to talk about that constantly with our kids, to have an eternal perspective as we go about our day to day um, is it really is transformative in our minds. Sorry, I bent down to read my, my Bible and I just hit my mic. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was turning in the pages. Yeah, but Second Corinthians four, you know, mm-hmm. we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We may be all these things when we stand up against big world issues that immediately yeah. wants to label us homophobic Bigot. or big yes, all of these yeah. things. Yeah. Um but you know, that's we are not completely destroyed, we are not crushed. We are not abandoned. You know, Christ is right there. And what we give up here on this earth, we gain in heaven. That's true. And I always tell my kids what we suffer in persecution, he suffered a hundred times worse because he was God suffering that. Um, He was, he, he, he experienced, I mean, his, we, when we sin and we experience our sin, it does not hurt. Like it hurt him. Like there's, it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that this is a, this is a great um, headline to talk mm-hmm. about with our kids. Maybe ask if, for some reason, if your school was to yeah. ask you to do this, what would be your stance? Because thinking in advance of these type of questions of how will I respond if this happens allows you to mm-hmm. respond better in that moment. Of mm-hmm. course, when you have a prepared answer, when you've thought through the nuances, especially when you're young. So this is a really important and great conversation, a headline mm-hmm. to have with your kids is to think in advance because the, the world and the culture is becoming more and more anti-Christian. And so having a defense prepared and maybe a, a decision already decided in your heart and mind of where you might go on that stance is important. Absolutely. All right. So headline number four, and this actually ties back into your first headline. I thought about skipping my order, but, (laughs) and this is just kind of, I thought was really funny. Um, But again, this is just the way the world's going. Okay. This was posted um, on the Lad Bible website, which I guess is news, but it was posted on August 17th, 2022. And it's that Kmart has launched a toy vlogger set to get kids ready for being social media influencers. Stop it. <laughs> stop. You just need to stop. <laughs> I knew you were going to love this one. Stop it. Kay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got you to just Google it and see the pictures, too. Kmart just, has released oh. a six-piece wooden vlogger toy set oh to gosh. inspire the next generation of social media influencers. Oh my gosh. While, while Kmart insists the toy set is perfect for little ones who quote, love taking pictures and videos, um, many have slammed this new item as disturbing. Thank hey, you. I, <laughs> that's what, this is why I wanted to share it is because while we somehow seem to be okay with all of our teens doing this, we are appalled that we would do this for young kids. 
However, Paul Latine's doing it too, well, but I mean. Not, the rest of the world have kind of accepted it. But if we look at the trends, 10 years ago, we would have been, the whole world would have been appalled that teens were doing all of this stuff online. But slowly, slowly, we all start to accept it. And so here we have this toy vlogger set and we're calling it, quote, disturbing. So let me continue with my comments here on this uh, article. They say, shortly after a photo of it was posted on social media, it erupted in a heated discussion online as one person wrote, quote, I can't imagine any child would be interested in that. Another commented, seriously, just what society needs, more so-called influencers trying to live a free life off their looks. I'm dying inside. Okay. It's a slow death. <laughs> this set includes a canvas backpack, a toy mobile phone, a camera, a selfie stick, a light ring or ring Stop light, it. and a tripod. <laughs> and a tripod. Me. It costs $13. And um, <laughs> despite the wave of criticism online, it is currently out of stock. <laughs> I mean... Okay. I got so many thoughts, but <laughs> is... I got to filter them. I got to know which ones are fleshly and which ones are spiritual. This is why I wanted oh, to like surprise you with my headlines. So for those listening, I, I told Chelsea, I was like, we're not going to read each other's headlines because I got a really great one that you're going to just love. I'm having some issues right now. <laughs> so, okay. So I do, I think about this. I have a granddaughter who is four and a half. So I kind of think to myself, okay, this is probably the age range that they're looking at. I can see, I'll be a real honest, I can see that my four and a half year old granddaughter would actually think this is fun. I'm not going to lie. And because, because it is so out there, it is so of the world. Now, granted, your children, Chelsea, would never go to this because you, I don't want to use the word shelter, but you do sort of keep them from seeing all of this sort of stuff. I mean, if your kids yeah. saw a ring light around the phone, would they know what it is? No, they would toss it and try to like loop it on something. I think we Amished our kids, right? Like, I mean, like to be quite honest, like we didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I was like indignant when you read that headline because I'm like, what happened to like building blocks and just reading to kids? Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on? But also, when you read that headline, all I could think of was the idols. The little idol figurines that used to be made for like the temples, mm -hmm. um, like the temple of Artemis. And yeah. I mean, Paul was almost like killed in Ephesus because he put, put idol makers out of business. But, you know, I'm sure that those families who bought those little idol figurines came home and behind their parents back, little kids got them off the shelf and played with them. You know, dee, 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 dee. here's mm -hmm. little Artemis, you know, walking down the street and fondled them and held them in their tight little hands. and because their parents worshiped them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. here I am and I'm, I'm cringing Kelly. Like, I mean, I just like, this is what it feels like. Here's this little idol. Here's all the little idols to play with because the vlogging and the platforms and the, the self promotion, like that TikToker sliced his artery to promote himself. Mm -hmm. Like I, Kelly, this is, yeah. this is awful. Like, <laughs> Here, kids, come play with these little idols. Like, there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's there isn't. what we learn in is it Lamentations, right? There's nothing Ecclesiastes. New under the sun. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, yeah. thank you. And okay, so there's nothing new under the sun, but we are still learning these things, right? It's like a repetition, that's why it's so important to study history. But like, oh my gosh, I'm just I'm cringing. Like my whole body is just like so dead right now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That there are I think the important thing is, is we really want our young people to learn how to learn. We're not learning how to be famous. And I think that's really the heart of it is that it all comes down to fame. And that is the pride of life. That is not at all how we pursue God. We do not seek our own fame. We do not seek our own glory. I think of um, the Gospel of John when Jesus is really confronting the Pharisees and you know, they were not believing not only in his miracles, they were just so dead set um, what they believed and the law. And they, Jesus said, you know, but because of, of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear that they would be of missing out of missing out. And for they loved yes. the praise of men more than the praise from God. They had FOMO. Mm -hmm. um, I am like thinking right now. Okay. So I just said like, 
you know, everyone's concerned about their platform and they're giving these kids these things to promote fame and stuff. How is it any different than giving a kid a soccer ball when they're little or pushing your kids into sports so that they get that scholarship so they can go to the NFL or something like that? How is the promotion of self through vlogging any different than the promotion of self through sports? I think that's a very good point. Because, right, like that feels natural to us in our culture to give kids sports like balls and games and all those types of, well, not ball games, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, when they're like, little. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's baby's first football or here's their first tennis racket or something like that. But why is it any different for the vlogging stuff for these little blocks? Right. And it's hard to say. I mean, right now, I would say it's one of those things where, yeah, there is so much self-promotion, whereas there can right. be that in athletics, but not always. There's so much other, there's teamwork, right? A lot of times vlogging doesn't focus around teamwork. It's, it's so, right. yeah, so much self. Yeah. Um, there's learning how to work under a coach. There is the physical yeah. activity of it. So there's definitely a lot of benefits, but I definitely see your point. In our culture, yeah. it can seem the same thing. But I think of um, a boy who, my nephew, who was given construction equipment, um, mm-hmm. you know, like Caterpillar bulldozers and all that. Well, he mm-hmm. is now a, he works for Caterpillar as a diesel mechanic. He was giving all of these toys um, when he was young and he grew up to love that thing. So it's not necessarily what we're giving our kids. They're going to grow up and love, but they can. They really, right. I mean, they really can. What you Right. Teach and promote when they're young can definitely carry on. I mean, my nephew, I just immediately think of is the ex- prime example. He just grew up right. obsessed with heavy equipment and pursued it all of his life. If you grow up um, watching soccer games and playing soccer and you start, you know, when you're four, yeah, I mean, that can absolutely become your life. If the same thing would be true with a vlogging set, if you yourself are promoting yourself on social media, your child sees, that you're promoting yourself on social media, even if it's because of business or maybe it's just mm-hmm. you're sharing pictures of your kids or whatever, it, it can still mm-hmm. seem like self-promotion. And so we are definitely, it's a, it's a risk. It's a risk of our it's children risk, yeah. mm-hmm, of doing that. So yeah. I think this is more of a question of our own hearts. Um, when we are, are we really trying to raise biblically minded children? We really do have to consider uh, the pride of life. And absolutely h- how much mm-hmm. of where our hearts are and that and that. Okay. So I have a, a bonus headline. And <laughs> while we could talk a long time on this. Oh my goodness. I'm now, afraid. You should be. So Chelsea doesn't know this headline. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, while it does talk about a body part, this, you may want to pause it if you're listening with young children. Um, my husband found this and said, you have to see this headline. And I thought, oh man, I can use it for Worldview Wednesday. And I, <laughs> I just about died. I even, I even showed my coworkers who are not necessarily all Christian and even their eyes like bulged out of their faces. Okay. So this was posted um, on the New York Post, August 16th, 2022. And it says, designer vagina surgeries. I'm sorry. Doubles. <laughs> Designer vagina surgery doubles in 2022 thanks to tight leggings. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to read. Hold on. Hold on. Women are flocking to purchase, quote, designer vaginas after ultra tight leggings have become uncomfortable, embarrassing. Okay. Thanks to the, yeah, dread it. We know. Okay. Um, called a labiaplasty, the procedure shrinks it. Um, and it costs $4,000. And the chief surgeon, that was interviewed, said that he performed 50 of these last year, but yet in 2022 alone, um, that number has already been beaten as of August. So um, this is this so is the stuff that our kids, thoughts. I know, this is, the, the, I mean, I just have to be real. This kind of stuff is all over the internet. If you, if your child has Snapchat, this is the kind of stuff you will see on Snapchat discovery stories. Oh my gosh, please get them off Snapchat. The, the, all of the pictures and all of the discussion around this, as the New York Post went on, revolves around the Kardashian-Jenner girls and yeah. their clothing line and you know their leggings and whatever. Um, so, and that, that is a hugely popular, like I said, topic on, um, or both the Kardashians, the Jenners, all of them 
on Snapchat discovery stories. So this is not something that your teenager is definitely not going to see. They, they could very easily see this. And let's just be real, leggings, they've taken over. I mean, I remember when my oldest girls were in high school. So we're talking, you know, early 20, where are we at? <laughs> so like 2015 and or so. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, you can't wear leggings by themselves. You know, and I would take their leggings away, you know, because I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> or you have to have a shirt long enough, you know, to cover it. And now we are so far past that seven years later. Um, while some modest will wear a shirt on over their on their leggings to cover their their bottom, but mm-hmm. most that is that is almost long gone. So where I really want to focus on is this is not something you can really just never talk about with your daughters. Sadly, if they have social media, if they don't, you probably don't need to talk about it right now. But it is something that they are seeing, and plastic surgeries in general have skyrocketed in the past several years due to selfies, due to just this constant self-promotion of wanting to look like everyone else and look perfect. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, mm-hmm. or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price, and that's not the price I give of plastic surgery. That is the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross to redeem us back to him. So glorify God with your body is what this is. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, glorify God in your body. That is such an important message to be sharing with our, our girls, our young teenage women, that this is not something that we do not need to sculpt our bodies with under the knife to look like anything else other than how God designed us and created us. What's your thoughts? Go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> I've got so many thoughts. Some of them not good. Let me, I'm going to be totally honest. Um, <clears throat> in Romans 12, I, I've used it earlier, but it, um, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy. So what is mercy? It's his compassion. It's his compassion towards these wretched little creatures that were totally sinful that he took pity on and said, I'm going to, I'm going to call you my own. I'm going to choose you even though you're sinful, right? Even though you really shouldn't have been chosen. Like he told Israel back in the old Testament, I chose you the weakest of all the nations. Remember when he says that Mm -hmm, to them? mm -hmm. Um, So that, I could be glorified so that other nations would see my might through you, right? So he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Offer your bodies as Mm -hmm. a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Therefore, he's don't hold anything back. Don't think that you have to come before the Lord and be modified because he's created you. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you before the foundations of the earth. He created that body. He gave you worth worth and dignity because you're an image bearer of him. He chose you and brought you into his kingdom of light out of the kingdom of darkness. Right. And you're concerned about your vagina. Uh, uh, There are greater, greater (laughs) things. There are greater things to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. My sweet, precious daughter. And yeah. if leggings are causing you to look inward and not be able to focus on the outward things, the things around us that we should be focused on, then, hey, leggings are no longer allowed in this house. Yeah. And neither is Snapchat. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think, I mean, this is such, such a thing of the world, such a thing of the world. This is just so far out there. And, you know, if we just go back to, Straight biblical wisdom, Proverbs eleven twenty two, and I had to really search for six. I knew it, but I couldn't remember where it was. But I found it. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Our beauty is not our outward uh, physical appearance. Our beauty, I think, uh, first or second Peter, you know, discusses that it comes from who we are inside, how we outwardly portray. You know, our love for others, our modesty, how we serve, 
I mean, this that this is this is where our beauty comes from. It is not at all about leggings and. You know, Kel, how much do you think ties into the hookup culture as well? I mean, yeah, okay, so I'm going to go with, I'm, you know, it's, yeah, leggings yeah. are, oh, for sure. make me want to have this, you know, whatever modification to my vagina because I don't like the way it looks. But also, in hookup culture, I mean, let's be honest, you can't have great sex in hookup culture because you're constantly thinking, well, are my legs shaved? Do I smell weird? Right? Like... <laughs> Do I look okay? Right? Am I totally, am I honest with this though? Like, probably. Yeah, I don't like, ha- I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, having this discussion, like, having this, this is going to somehow tie into like intimacy. And the reason why, the, uh, not the reason why, but that your husband, your body belongs to your husband and your husband's body belongs to you. And like, God brought them together in Unision and it's, good right like all the kinks and weird things and all those like it's good you don't have to be modified Mm -hmm. to please another person yeah and that's why sex and marriage is so fantastic because it's safe it's protected I, I I mean I know it's kind of like a deviation from leggings but I mean come on the conversation has got to go there doesn't it I yeah. mean it, it, it this is well this is the stuff that our girls hear and sadly um you know, the hookup culture is um a very real thing it's almost so nebulous it's kind of hard to pin down because it's so yeah. ingrained into the culture of of how our teens live and operate in a world of hookup apps of Tinder and that, right? It, it is. It's hard, but I think that it's worthy. I think it's worthy. If we're not having the conversations with our daughters, if we're scared to kind of talk about this sort of stuff, they will have them with someone, and it'll most likely be their girlfriends, or they will seek right. all the information online. And right. as we can tell from our headlines, not every you know, not all the messages being spread through headlines, although we did have a you know positive one, um, is is going to push them back to their biblical worldview. That is where right. we always have to hit the reset button. All of this they're going to be exposed to. But let's talk about it. And you don't have to necessarily force them to, to see it exactly as you see it, but just remind them, this may not be God's way. And I know for me... I it may not be. It is not oh, yeah, God's yeah. way. I mean, like, I'm not well, even, I'm not, certain I'm not topics. caveat it. Like. Yeah, certain topics. <laughs> um, I know that I've been very heartbroken over different issues. I've talked about my kids, and I thought, oh, this, they just have a really terrible view of this. And it breaks my heart. This is so you know, anti-Scripture and so much against God's way. But time does a wonderful um, work on their heart. And seeds that you plant as a parent um, and the way that you live and the convictions that you have and when you hold fast to them they your children see it and they see it as truth and they go back even though they might stray a little bit because of their peers and their culture their important aspect is to have open discussions as much as you can without judgment it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when my kids bring up a topic and I'm like, ah, no, you know, this, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to hold that in. What do you mean by judgment, Kel? Because when I hear that, I say, well, I'm allowed to judge whether something is wrong or right based on God's moral uh, judging, principles. Judging them. Because I want them to okay. continue to have that conversation with me. So I'm not going to okay. say you're totally wrong for thinking that. And that is so dumb. And, you, you know, you can't think that way. Oh, because so, I do say that to my kids. <laughs> like, I mean, like, not like verbatim what you just said, but I'm like, no, 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 no. That's that's not right. Like, and and I correct the way they've been thinking. But my kids are younger; they're not teenagers, right? Well, they are kind of teenagers, but yeah, I'm like, no, no, we don't. As Christians, no, we don't think like that. No, that's that's not okay. Um, so I do discern whether or not they're right because here's the deal. This is the way I see it. Like, if my kids are on a bike and they're heading towards the cliff. It would be absolutely wrong of me to not to to not stop them and say you're going the wrong way. I'm not going to stop them and say you might be going the wrong way, and like there might be a cliff up ahead. I'm going to say no, no, no. You are absolutely going the wrong way. There is a cliff up ahead. Turn around, go the other way. So I guess I take it a little bit more bluntly with my kids. I think your kids have a little bit less exposure than my kids who are in public school. That's true. 
um, especially for, my, for when they were all in public school. I mean, not all of them that's are now, true. but that's yeah. just that you're, you are posed with, I'm, I'm posed with so many more topics of the world and what they see yeah. and what they hear. And so in order to keep an open dialogue, they know my convictions. But if I come down and say, that's so terrible, or if I, you know, I'm, I'm going to pull you out of that school because, you know, if I overreact, then they're going to be like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't have that conversation with mom. So yeah. it's more of just trying to keep it open-ended, asking questions. Um, what do you think about that? How would you respond if this was you? You know, mm-hmm. do you see, do you, my, one of my questions I like to ask, you know, do you, do you see any problem with that? <laughs> Sometimes they'll be saying, oh no. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's the problem. Here's the problem that I see, you know? So right. I think right. that's just it. And so we, that brings up a really great point is even between you and I, Chelsea, our kids have, there's mm-hmm. differences and that's how right. every parent out there is going to be. Everybody has yeah. a little bit different experience, a little bit different relationship with their kids. And there's no perfect way to do this. We really just here at Brave Parenting want to encourage you to just be doing something. Don't brush it under the rug and act like these issues aren't out there, that our kids aren't being exposed to Mm -hmm. different worldviews, to things that are really not truth, that are not objective truth from scripture, Mm -hmm. so that we can have those discussions and constantly put them, you know, back in a position of seeing God, seeing, you know, the world through a biblical lens and how they can respond. The teenage years are hard. You're not going to agree mm-hmm. with every way that they respond, but planting mm-hmm. seeds to bring them back, back to scripture mm-hmm. when they don't know where else to go. So, yep. Well, this was great. Yep. Some awesome headlines. So we hope you enjoyed this Worldview Wednesday. If you have any questions, any topics that you would like to discuss, I've already gotten some emails about some topics to that um, you would like to hear. So we are going to be preparing those. So, so glad again to be back with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Brave Parenting Podcast. Until next time, go and be brave. Be brave.